Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome into this edition of Mondays with Matt. Back here for another great conversation with Matt Starkey from Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. We're going to be talking about navigating finances after the loss of a spouse. Some strategies and maybe some mistakes, hopefully, to avoid. Because losing a spouse is, is obviously you know unimaginably tough enough of a life event, but the financial implications can add another level of stress to the grieving process. So in this episode, we're going to dive into some most common financial issues faced by widows and widowers. Uh, and from dealing with you know things like income gaps or tax strategy changes, things of that nature, we'll explore some actionable strategies to, uh, to apply to these and just some things to think about uh, when we're dealing with this tough section of life. And unfortunately, it is one that's coming. It does happen, right? So we do have to have some planning and some strategy around it. And if we can do that ahead of time, it can certainly make the grieving process a little bit easier from that standpoint. So that's the topic this week. Uh, not necessarily the cheeriest of conversations, but certainly a very, very important one in the retirement planning process. So Matt, let's get into it this week. How are you, my friend? Hey, Mark, I'm doing doing well this weekend. It's uh, just after Labor Day that this podcast is dropping. So hopefully yep. you had a nice weekend. It was productive and not too damaging if you are living in the South where the hurricane has been taking place. That's true. We are taping We are taping this, you and I, before the hurricane gets to me, uh, and then we'll be dropping it uh, after Labor Day. So yeah, hopefully everybody has a good Labor Day and a safe one, right? Yeah, yes. So yeah, we're, we're going to get into um, something that's kind of near and dear to my my heart. It's um, talking about widows and what to do when navigating the finances after you've lost a spouse. Um, as many of you may or may not know, the, um, you know, um, my dad passed away and I was there with my mom holding her hand and thankfully she had a financial advisor for a son, but um, right. there's a lot of, a lot of complexities when you lose a spouse. And uh, so we're going to talk about some of those today. And um, we really hope to have a positive impact on you and make you think about some things that uh, kind of fly by the radar until that until happens, happens to yeah. you. Yeah. So. yeah, great point. Well, so obviously you've worked with people who have, have gone through this because you've been doing this a long time. So you've certainly seen this happen and you've gone through it personally as well with your with your parents. So a couple of things, let's get into the first topic. What are some of the problems that you see most people hit in the situation Clearly, the first two have to be around the income, right? That's got to be the big one because obviously things can change dramatically there. Yes. Um, so one of the big mistakes, I think, is failing to re- reassess your cash flow or change your cash flow. Um, normally, when you lose a spouse, um, there's going to be a loss of at least one Social Security check if you if you're retired and you're receiving Social Security already. And so... There could be also a loss of a pension. So, um, you know, when we when we look at your fixed income sources, you know, if that's talking about um, if just one of you really was the breadwinner, mm-hmm. um, you know, and if statistics are that that the the man is going to die before the woman, um, statistically, right, it not, doesn't always happen that way. But um, a lot of times in the past generations, um, you know, men tended to stay working longer. Women. If there was children, women spend more time out of the workforce for children or to take care of family members. And so usually the the guy has a higher social security amount. Um, And also if they had a primary breadwinner responsibility back, we're still seeing some that, you know, the the gentleman had the pension plan unless 
but there's a lot of uh, women that also have a pension. So you got to be aware of changing income, and that could be dropping a pension benefit. That could be cutting a pension benefit in half and dropping a full Social Security check. Yep. And so what happens is if we fail to realize this, um, our cash flow changes to some degree, but not all of our expenses cut in half. I was so going to say, example, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that it's not like, the, unfortunately, you might be maybe buying less groceries, yes, but it's not like the cable company or any utilities go, oh, well, there's only one of you in the house, so we're going to cut that in half, right? <laughs> right. And they do not lower your property taxes by half. <laughs> right, right. But, um, yeah, so we got to be conscious of these things. And what I often will recommend is that we do a new budget or a cash flow worksheet. And basically, we want, we want to assess what are our sources of income now, what are the expenses that are fixed that are not going to change, and then what are the expenses that are flexible? What can we change in our situation to make sure that we have enough money to live on month by month? And if for some reason we don't have enough um, income from Social Security and pension any longer, then we're going to have to tap some other resources, and that's going to get into um, how do we manage our investments? And do we have any life insurance that's tax-free that we can bank and set up as a as a income stream to replace the Social Security and the pension income that that's going to be lost? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first big one. Uh, and then the other one, the one that even gets missed more often, Matt, is the tax situation for the thing, you know, for filing, because maybe you've been, you know, blessed to have been married for 30 or 40 years and you're just so used to filing jointly, right? Now now you have to go to single, and that changes a lot. It sure does. Yep. So married filing jointly or, or single filers um, have completely different tax situations. If you're taking money out of a retirement plan to supplement, beware, because it could be a penalty now, <laughs> basically, not a not a penalty, but basically you could be paying more in taxes now because well, right. your income falls in this different scale. And um, you still need to take the income off your investments to survive, but now I don't have that extra spouse, that extra marital deduction. Okay, if I use the standard deduction um, and, and you're married, you're getting over $25,000 of your gross income cut down be- because of the de- each of you gets your individual um, standard deduction on your IRS 1040 easy right, form. Right. Okay. If you lose a spouse, you're losing one of those deductions, which is, you know, close to over $13,000 per person. And if you still need the same amount of income or you still, you know, have a pension with a 100% survivor benefit, you could be into a higher tax bracket easily. Yeah. And that catches people off guard just because, again, they're just so used to doing it the other way because they were married a long time. And so that's one that can certainly come out of the blue. So by having a plan and a strategy in place, uh, you know, hopefully ahead of time, that's going to help you be ready for that situation when it does arise itself. But let's let's back up for a second back to the income side of things, Matt. How do you solve for the income problem or the income gap problem in advance? Because, again, if we can do these things in advance, it's going to make things a little a lot easier when uh, the inevitable happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a great question. And so think, if you will, um, what your social security is, it's like a big pot of money that uh, is going to cover you perpetually for the rest of your life. If we lose half of that pot, we got to figure out, okay, if my spouse was bringing in, um, you know, let's say $2,500 per month, that would equate to $30,000 per year. And if we start retirement and my spouse passes away, in, you know, let's say it's 10 years into retirement, I still might have 20 years ahead of me. So I use that $30,000 times that by, you know, 
potentially 20 years, and I need to have $600,000 there just to replace that income. If you can do that, you could do that with life insurance. Uh, that's tax-free. Some people will, if they are beyond that, they have all their debts paid, but they still need the income, then we want to have enough in investments, which would be about $600,000. Just, that's just $30,000 a year for 20 years mm -hmm. set aside. Um, we got to calculate, you know, you'll be earning interest on these on these monies as well. So you would need less probably than that, but without running it through a uh, an analysis and a calculator pulling in inflation and things like that, we need to factor in either A, investments, B, life insurance to replace that income, or C, like I've, I have some clients that that pass away. If you've got 100% survivor benefit on your pension in Social Security, um, we work with that budget. If you can live within those means, then we don't have to necessarily worry about having big chunks of money setting, setting there. And so we, we kind of factor those things in when, with the planning process before you retire to say, what are our cash flow needs and expenses now? And if one of us passes away sooner than later, right? Um, how, how will that affect the plan? So whenever I'm working with couples, I always, I'm always thinking with the end in mind. I always think what's going to happen to my income when one of you passes away. People, for some reason, we we defer, we put that out of our mind and, and people don't really think that deeply about that concept. So as a as an advisor, as a, my fiduciary responsibility is to bring these pieces of it, of the information to you when we're when we're creating your financial plan and we want to make sure that when spouse A passes away, we have sufficient income and assets to compensate for that lost income or spouse B passes away first that it works the same way. Yeah, so, I mean, and to your point, life insurance is a, it can be a great tool for that. Obviously, there's the normal death insurance, uh, you know, the death uh, payout that we think about, but there's other ways you could use cash, you know, cash value or uh, annuities or whatever the case might be. So there's certainly different things you want to con consider for solving the for the income gap. And again, yeah. doing it ahead of time, right, is the key. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a number of products we can plug in there. Like you, you said, annuities, but we also can use, you know, tax-free bond funds or sure. we can use yeah, lots of things you can talk stock about dividends there's mm -hmm. lots of ways to plan for that yeah but the, the key is to plan for it and yep. to say okay if one passes away how much do we have to replace well when you're running the analysis mm -hmm. and the and the test and the stress the stress tests on portfolios matt that's one of the things you can do right you can factor in and calculate okay now let's take a look at what happens if spouse a passes and what that does to it and let's solve for that income gap or spouse b to your point right so again it's yep. working with the professionals going to allow you to help, you know, kind of stress test it for when this situation arises. Absolutely. Yep. That's, that's correct. And then we got to use the right vehicle. And if we, do we is this money taxable? Yep. We got to plan for 12% to 20, 25% higher just to pay the taxes. To, so, yeah, right. There's a lot of, to, lot of factors <laughs> in there and definitely work with a financial planner or advisor to. Well, yeah. To and because think that. about that, you just mentioned the taxes, right? So you got to, you plan for the income gap when you lose a spouse, because it's going to, like we just said a minute ago, your spouse, your tax rate's going to change because you're going to go from married to single, right? So it's all about pulling one lever affects another, right? So you want to make sure that you have that strategy going ahead. Uh, ahead of time, but let's let's assume Matt that you solve for that, right? You've gone through some somebody's done a great job. They've worked with the, worked you with you on getting everything set up. So the remaining spouse is now taken care of. So now you can do what? Focus on you know what other kind of legacy or other pieces of this process. So maybe it's leaving things to your kids or your grandkids. Some common mistakes that you see on this front, you can share with us. Yeah, well, there's a I, I call it a changing the changing the original plan. So 
I just ran into the situation recently, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, as if you're a married couple, nor- most normal married couples, if they lose their spouse, they had a plan to remember their kids, remember their grandkids. Right. Some people like to plug in, you know, maybe an in-law that they have a great relationship with. Frequently, I find people leave their, you know, beneficiaries. Um, they could leave the beneficiaries the way they were set up originally, but I, I guess we'll wrap this into one of the thing. Don't change your plan unless there's a good need to. Um, what you and your spouse came up with is probably how you guys both had agreed at one time. I did see recently, though, where husband, a couple of the kids were not happy with the way things went. They wanted something different with mom's funeral. He was like, no, this is the way that it's going to be. And I'm, you know, I'm the spouse and it's my decision to do this. I know I can appreciate you guys, but they're, they kind of like became estranged from dad because Mm. they were upset about the whole situation with mom. Well, it goes beyond that because mom was, turns out, secretly funding these couple of kids with, you know, they would charge stuff on mom's credit card and, oh. and dad didn't really have a clue, but mom was paying the paying it off every month and just doing it out of the goodness of her heart, which causes there to be stress mm, and yeah, tension. So you got to be aware of these kind of things. This family conflicts do happen. Yeah. And um, so the husband, the dad, eventually um, we, we just recently changed the beneficiary designations because the the girls won't have anything to do with them now. Now that he stopped, you know, paying their credit card bills that's and they were using moms. So it's, it was kind of messed up. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, so you got to, whatever the case, we have to make sure and um, make sure that we revisit our beneficiaries, revisit the estate planning process. I say one of the big mistakes people make is they think that things were set up properly in the past and they don't review. So review your estate plan review. We want to make sure that your, your, house, if it was formerly in the name of your spouse, that you're listed or a trust so that it avoids probate. We don't want to lock up your assets in probate court. Right. That is very dangerous and very expensive and very time consuming. Well, and then also- I was going to say, you brought that up. So I want to ask you about that. So let's not, let's make sure we circle back to trust, but go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So, and then don't change your financial plan. If you got, if you lost your spouse early and you guys had a plan to pay off debts, we want to try to keep that schedule. Things are going to be different with your income in that. So you definitely need to meet with your advisor because, number one, you're going through a grief process when you lose a spouse. And you're not thinking clearly. So you have to kind of separate your emotions from the logical financial decisions. Mm-hmm. And we need yeah. to pick up pieces and keep things afloat. But make sure you're getting good counsel. Get counsel from a, your financial advisor, financial planner like myself. Uh, if you have, if we need to, we'll pull in your attorney to make updates to the estate plan, or we'll pull in your accountants and CPAs. You're going to have tax changes, and you're going to have uh, income changes, and you're going to have. There's a lot that goes on. So yeah, for sure. My key advice to you is don't do this alone. Don't try to do it alone. Don't even, you know, I, I would use a professional versus family members because again, your family and yourself, your emotions are so. They change day by day, right? Yeah, definitely. And and so, you know, when I went through this with my mom, I mean, there was days she wanted to sell the house and move. And dad told her very clearly, don't do anything for at least a year, probably two years. Don't don't sell the house because you're going to feel like you want to. And he was right. 
she stayed and um, it turned out to be a good thing. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, communication, definitely the key, you know, and, and, and making sure that you're not leaving for the legacy side, not leaving that tax bomb, you know, being efficient tax planning wise, you know, making sure you're updating those beneficiary designations, all those things Matt covered. So you mentioned trust. So let's finish up real quick with that, Matt. Uh, just the fact that many people think that you have to be a Rockefeller to be, to have a trust, right? Oh, well, I'm not rich enough or, you know, whatever the case is, but it could be a good option. So it's worth talking with your advisor as to whether or not a trust is right for you. Just just don't write it off just because you think that you may not have enough money for it or something. Exactly. You know, the other thing to keep in mind is life changes. You know, um, you might get remarried. You might, my mom got remarried. It was five years after dad passed away, but it happened. Life changes and it's going to continue to change. Right. The thing that we can't get stuck in is, is to think that life isn't going to continue on. It is. It's going to continue on for everybody who mm-hmm. survives. Right. And so we need to make sure and um, continue to update. Um, I would say at least annually or every couple, two to three years, make sure you're reviewing your estate plan just that because we forget and people forget that they didn't do a deed to this house after they moved. Um, the deed was from the old house. So you got to you got to make a lot of tweaks to your plan. It, it, the plan in itself might be good, but a, a living trust is um, just, I think of it as a box and you place your assets into the box at both of your death. And then once that, the, the trust is just a container, but it al- avoids probate, it allows you to avoid probate with your your primary assets. And um, then you want to really take, pay special attention to all your investment accounts, your bank accounts, your savings and checking and we want to collect and streamline this process. You got IRAs, Roth IRAs, maybe a brokerage account, individual, maybe trust accounts. And I've seen good and bad plans. Um, and making sure that you have a primary beneficiary and mm-hmm. then also a backup. Make sure there's a contingent because again, life changes. Some people pass away before they're anticipated, and and we want to make sure that those assets don't get stuck in cost you time, money, uh, and lots of lots of heartache going through the probate process. Yep. And it can all be you know made a lot easier, especially because we're going to be, again, dealing with the grief. So let's get a lot of this stuff out of the way by getting a strategy and a plan in place, stress testing for scenarios uh, of the loss of a loved one, because again, it's going to happen. It's not the most fun conversation, but you know, while you're both here, you're sitting down with a professional like Matt Starkey, you say, okay, let's, let's strategize and figure this out for if she leaves first or I leave first or whatever the case might be, have those conversations, uh, do it, you know, for not only for yourself, peace of mind now, but also for your loved ones, peace of mind, uh, when the inevitable happens. So reach out to Matt, get started today and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast Mondays with Matt. Simply stop by his website for all of that information on how to get in touch with him, how to get started, uh, or to subscribe to the podcast on the podcast tab, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Greatlakesretirementsolutions.com is where you can find him online. Mondays with Matt is where you can find him on Apple, Google, Spotify. Just type that into the search box or again, just stop by his website and find it that way. Matt, thanks for hanging out and walking us through this. Thanks, Mark. And uh, if you've lost a spouse recently, feel free to please reach out. Um, We'd love to have a confidential, uh, just a conversation with you. It's overwhelming with a lot of the things that the boxes that have to be checked here and having a professional lead you by the hand and guide you through it is super, super important. We also have, and what we offer is a free survivor's guide. And so if you're married and you haven't, and you both are still here, um, give me a call, get together. We'll get you a survivor's guide at no cost to you. But also if you recently lost a spouse, the survivor's guide kind of goes, follows behind us and make sure that we have everything in order for the survivors. For, yeah. You know, that's a great and, point. And, 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 and if you're single, 
or if you're a, or a widow, it's super important to have this because the person that will be following up after you is not your spouse and they need to know where everything's at. Okay. So if you'd like to get that survivor's guide, again, reach out to him, stop by the website, send him an email, let him know that you'd like to pick up a copy of that survivor's guide at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. And we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.